0: Makes the magic happen at the Deseret News. He's our good friend Jay Drew. Hi, Jay. How you doing? You hanging in there? I'm doing my best. Yeah, I'm getting a little stir
1: crazy. I'm sure everybody is, but uh, yeah, so far so good.
0: Hey, tell us about this NCAA decision and what uh, just came down. Give us the ins and outs.
1: Yeah, it's uh, kind of expected as far as the spring sports athletes go. They'll uh, NCAA said they'll get eligibility relief so they can return or well so not just seniors but all spring sport athletes will get an an additional year of eligibility um bad news for winter sports of course their seasons were mostly over except for the you know NCA basketball tournaments and whatnot um but they will not get relief so so they will not be able to continue next season but but uh the uh, I think the interesting thing in in today's ruling is that schools can have the option whether they give the student athletes the same financial aid uh, as they were receiving this spring, or if they can, if they, or they are able to reduce the aid if they're so inclined. So um, that makes it tough a tough decision for some of these students because um, they might not get the same scholarship type money as they were getting this spring. So that might factor into whether they decide to return or not. So that's kind of the biggest news out of the ruling today.
2: So Jay, what would be your best guess about what the percentage of those who accept the extra time, what do you think? How will that go? Yeah, that's a good
1: question. I would probably say about half. I mean, you're, you're also talking about, uh, you know student athletes that are most of them are probably graduating this spring um because they've been there four years or at least the 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 seniors uh are you know graduating um it's probably a no brainer for most of the others that they would come back or or at least you know uh because they were going to come back anyway but for those seniors i i would guess about half would i've talked in the last few days to uh, BYU's women's golf coach, its track coach, and its baseball coach. And that that was kind of the feeling I got when talking about their seniors is that there were some that definitely would come back, and there were others that were getting their degree and were ready to move on, were married or whatever and ready to move on in life. So I, I, get, I would say maybe probably about 50% would be kind of my rough guess.
0: Jay Drew is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Switching gears a little bit, Jay, how challenging is it going to be? And this is at universities across the state, I I suppose, but obviously with BYU, with missionaries coming back early, how much does that disrupt things from a planning standpoint for scholarships?
1: Yeah, I know BYU is grappling with that right now. The latest I have heard was that uh, a lot of these missionaries would be reassigned within the United States. And so, um, they wouldn't basically, you know, join the teams until another year. But now I'm hearing that a lot of these missionaries, um, the States are basically, they're making, they're not allowing, uh, you know, travel or whatever inside. And so a lot of these, I don't know where the church is going to send all these return missionaries within the United States, even so, um, but as far as BYU is concerned, the latest I've heard from them, and, and that's basically from Kalani Satake was that they were not really going to plan on any of those missionaries joining them uh, this fall who weren't already returning this summer and weren't scheduled to return this summer anyway.
2: Jay, speaking of Kalani, you were uh, a part of that uh press conference uh, teleconference whatever uh that he put on what were your your overall impressions of where his mind's at right now in this very unusual time
1: yeah very little uh very little talk of football a lot of talk about taking care of the student athletes the student athletes mental well-being and just ensuring that they were all safe and and kind of uh cared for. That was kind of a big impression and that, that, you know, they were all had the right attitude. They were doing the right thing. There wasn't a lot of complaining. It was just uh, part of, you know, doing their part to, to uh, control this thing and in any way that they could. So yeah, not a lot of football talk. Um, Kalani didn't even want to address the question I asked about whether he's worried if, if there'll be a season, uh this fall he just said there's plenty of time to worry about that you know later um uh, before august so it was yeah it was uh almost all based on the well-being of the student athletes and very very little talk on on football
2: i'll tell you right now jay i think your question is right on the money i if i had to bet right now i i think that regular season will be affected by this wouldn't you
1: Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I think you need at least three weeks, maybe two weeks of for uh, for you know fall camp, which is traditionally four weeks. Um, so, yeah, I, you know that would mean everything back to normal by August first, and, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen from everything I've read. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely. I'm already wondering what to write about now when you get into fall. They cancel football, and I'm sure you guys are in the same boat about what to talk about and write about. So it's, a, it looks, it's looking more and more like uh, the season could be pushed back or, or maybe even in jeopardy altogether.
0: Jay, I have no idea what this means or if anything, but it, it did strike me as curious uh, when uh, we were doing that, what would he call it, a teleconference, Zoom conference or whatever with Kalani Sataki the other day. Um, he mentioned that about th- what a third of his players had gone home. Kyle Whittingham was on our air the day before, and he said 95% of his players had gone home. Is that just circumstantial or more local guys at BYU, or did that jump out to you? Is there any sort of explanation there?
1: Yeah, I I've, I've talked to a few coaches about that and I think the biggest explanation is a lot of BYU guys are married and you know they'd rather, you know, stay in Provo with their spouse than go live with, you know, uh with a a parent. In fact, I talked to BYU's offensive line coach today and and he said that was the case is that the majority of his guys are married. He's over 17 guys and he said only two had gone home and they were the, the two that, you know, two guys that weren't from Utah and were single. So I guess that's what I would attribute that to is just kind of, uh, and, and I think BYU, I don't know for sure, but I think BYU probably has more guys, local guys, on its roster than, than Utah does. I'm, I don't know that for sure, but that's just kind of off the top of my head would be the the two reasons.
2: Jay, I ask you this question because you're a straight shooter, and you call it as you see it. Uh, BYU's basketball team, you know, a March Madness would be would be going on. I mean, we'd be getting near the wrapping up the whole thing. How disappointed were they not to be able to participate? And had they participated, do you think that that, that team had something special going where they might have been able to make the Sweet Sixteen?
1: Yeah, I, I think they were incredibly disappointed, really, really disappointed. I mean, and, you know, mainly because you were talking about seven seniors on the roster, and a lot of these guys had just, you know, like T.J. Hawes, had just dreamed of playing in the NCAA tournament since they were little and weren't getting that chance. Uh, Jake Toulson as well, um, and Yoli Childs, of course. As far as how far they would go, I, you know, I, I just, at the end of the season, it seemed like, teams had maybe figured out a little their offense a little bit, especially uh that Saint Mary's game in the uh in the West Coast Conference semifinals. And so I guess I'll say this. That team was good enough to go to the Sweet Sixteen and it was also uh it was also vulnerable enough to lose in the first round like it did at the W C C tournament. So I you know, I just it's all uh speculation but um I will say this in the NCA tournament guard play is huge and you're also playing teams that haven't played you before and haven't scouted you and I think those two reasons I think maybe BYU could have made some noise uh because they were very very good on the guard line with with Barcelo and TJ Haas and and Jake Toulson and uh so yeah, I, I know that's not a really a straight answer, but I, I honestly think they could have gone far, but I also wouldn't have been surprised to see him be upset in the in the first round.
0: Jay Drew from the Deseret News with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, Jay, the last time BYU had a chance to really make a run in the tournament, the Brandon Davies situation happened. This time it's the coronavirus outbreak. It's just bad luck for the Cougar basketball program.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, that's for sure. That was a, that was a very very good team. I, I covered that team on a daily basis, uh, unlike this year. And that was, uh, I mean, Gordon, you remember you and I were there in San Diego, and Santa State was ranked, I think, top five. And and that BYU team went down there and and won a double digit, you know, double digit margin. That was an excellent team. And uh, and then a few days later, Brandon Davies was suspended. And uh, they still made it to the Sweet 16, but yeah, I I think with with Brandon there, that that team might have been the one to break the the Final Four curse.
2: So Jay, there's been talk, Kalani likes to talk about how uh, competition is important and he's not going to just hand over any starting position to anyone anymore. And so my question is, who is going to be BYU starting quarterback or who will be if the season happens? And what are your reasons for Yeah, I think
1: it's still going to be Zach Wilson. I think they've invested so much time and energy into him. I also think this off season he'll have more time because last off season he had the shoulder surgery, and I just think he will come back uh, just raring to go, and this kid's a football junkie, just a film room guy and and I think he's Really will improve, continue to improve. So, I think it'll be him. I think, I think they'll try to figure out a way to get Jaron Hall on the field a little bit more, um, and uh, for for two reasons: one, because he's really good, and two, to kind of keep him motivated and keep him, you know, interested in, and not interested in leaving. And then uh, I think they'll go from there. But but yeah, I, I know they're saying all the right things. On-
0: We lose Jay. Let's uh, see if we can't get Jay back there. Uh, in the middle of an answer about those quarterbacks, Gordon, it's gonna be, um, you know, it, the more and more I think about that particular discussion, don't you think it's better for the incumbent? Uh, this this, you know, lack of a spring ball. In fact, Jay uh, Jay Drew back with us, please. Jay, finish your thought. You were talking about quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I was just saying they've invested a lot of time and effort and energy into Zach Wilson, so I. Answering Gordon's question, I, I think he's. I think he's going to keep the job, uh, and then I think they're going to find some ways for Jaron Hall to get on the field to keep him interested and, and maybe to keep him, you know, from, from not looking elsewhere. And then, uh, and then I think Baylor Romney is also capable of winning games, but he seems he just doesn't seem to be quite as good a fit in running that RPO offense that Jeff Grimes likes to run. So that's kind of how I would stack it up is if I were listing the depth chart right now, I would say Zach Wilson, then Jaron Hall, then Baylor Romney.
0: Jay, why did it take so long to promote Harvey Unga? Is there a story there? I don't think so. I don't know. Um, I I just think
1: BYU moves slowly. Uh, They have to check all the boxes. Uh, I think they have to – there's quite a bit of vetting that goes on, and – so other than that, I I don't I haven't heard of any any reason why it took longer than than most people thought it should.
2: Jay, last year BYU used a lot of younger players in, in on its football team. Do you think that this uh, this team uh, coming into the 2020 season could could maybe have a little more success against a very difficult schedule than what they've done over the last couple of years?
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, this is shaping up to be a year that some of that experience and that depth will pay off. I mean, the big thing is, you know, you guys have hammered it home as well as me is they've just got to stay healthy. They've got to avoid some of these injuries. They've got better depth, it seems like, coming into this year because of that experience and those guys that got their opportunities to play largely because of injuries and and that. So. Yeah, I think I think uh, this team is. You know, I just actually wrote a little preview for Athlon that they won't publish for a couple months, but they wanted me to submit before the end of the month, and I, I kind of wrote that same thing: is is uh, assuming the season starts on time and all that that this team has a chance to, because of experience, to do uh, to do some pretty big things.
0: Jay, you mentioned how you know with no sports and things up in the air, it's uh, it's tough to uh, you know kind of figure out where the stories are. You have anything you want to uh, you want to tease? Anything in the any irons in the fire you're working on?
1: Yeah, we're all uh, the Desert News staff. We're all going to write uh, in the next few weeks our favorite or our most memorable uh, sporting event we, we've covered, be it a game or a series or whatever. So I. Uh, I went ahead and picked the uh, the Hell Mary game when BYU beat Nebraska on the Tanner Mangum throw to Mitch Matthews. So that's uh, that's going to be my entry, but uh, that's just kind of one of those things we're all working on, where everybody on the staff is going to be be putting out their their favorite game, so to speak, and we'll kind of see how that goes.
2: I'll tell you, Jay, you have covered so many games through the years that that was probably a tough choice for you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there was, uh, you know, there was BYU beating Oklahoma, and the Dallas Cowboys Stadium was was memorable, and then obviously the win at Wisconsin, and, and uh, basketball, the wins at Gonzaga, and the Jimmer Fredette, you know, games, and, uh, and the 52 points he scored in the Mountain West semifinals against New Mexico, there was a, kind of a lot kind of jumped out at me, but that one was uh, just really cool and, and kind of stuck out in my mind, uh, you know, being at Nebraska and a sellout crowd, and Taysom Hill was injured, and Tanner Mangum came in, and and you had all that emotional drama with, with Taysom, uh, his season, you know, basically being over before it even began. And then uh, the freshman who had basically just come off a mission, steps in, and that that just had so many storylines, and so that's kind of the one I, I chose to go with.
2: Ah, uh, that that wasn't all that impressive, really. I mean, <laughs>
1: I think you I'm were kidding. there, weren't you,
2: Gordon? Yes, I was. I was. Yeah. I was standing. I think Jay, you were might have been standing right alongside. That ball came down right in front of where I was standing. I, you were down there too, weren't you? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I watch I watched the flight of that ball from almost. I mean, I was probably, what, five yards, ten yards away from, from uh, uh, Mitch Matthews when, when that ball was in the air and it was coming down. And it, it was remarkable. That, that was, that was a, a fairly remarkable. And then I remember Bronco Mendenhall uh, doing the Superman thing, running around the field. Uh, I'd never seen him react that way uh, at a result before.
1: Yeah, that's uh yeah, you're kinda of giving it away, Gordon. That's kinda of what I exactly what I was writing about is how we had gone down on the to the field the last four minutes like we do and and uh Taryn Houck hugged the official as he was yeah. him touchdown and right in front of you and I and I think Jeff Call was there and maybe Dick Harmon was there. And I remember uh turning to you guys after uh Adam Hine, uh, there was like uh first and ten Under 30 seconds left, and Robert and I gave the ball to Adam Hine on like a draw trap. And he goes, he runs for like 18 yards on a first down. And I remember turning to you guys and said, man, if if that play hadn't worked, Robert and I would have got the pink slip, you know, know, because he was kind of uh, under fire a little bit. Um, Yeah, there were so many memorable uh, little moments like that in that game. It was a fun game.
2: I've talked at length with Tanner about uh, what took place uh, in that uh, sequence of events. And it really is, when you go back and watch it, and this is the beauty of sports, isn't it? I mean, you just, every once in a while, the, the unpredictable happens. The almost unimaginative, unbelievable things happen. And you watch that. I was watching a review. Someone posted a video of that game that the Utes had against, I think it was Colorado State. And Colorado State was, this was in Urban Meyer's first year. And Colorado State was driving down to win the game, and then uh, a, a fumble is popped up into the air. Dave Revel grabs it, and he runs what? What was it? I 75 yards for a touchdown or yeah. something like that? To win the game? It's, it's just like, this is the beauty of sport.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... Yeah. That'll uh, anyway. That'll be the kind of some of the things we'll be writing about in the next little while. But uh, anybody got any ideas? I'll you know <laughs> send me an email. I'll see what I can do.
2: <laughs> I'd like to see maybe the Jay Drew uh, autobiography. You know, maybe yeah. Maybe write, write write your own story. Yeah, that would be interesting because, and the reason I I'm half joking, but Jay, you have seen so many things through the years. That would actually be really interesting.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll save that for when I, when I hang it up, but that's a good idea, Gordon. Now I just got to find a publisher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Jay, we certainly appreciate you jumping on with us. And uh, seriously, keep pumping out those stories. We'll be reading them. I think we're all uh, just looking for a little distraction and a little sports in our life. So really appreciate you jumping on and appreciate what you do.
1: You bet, guys. Thanks for having me on.